The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless of course you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Welcome to ReviewParty.com. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Thanks for tuning in to the only podcast that reviews reviews. Especially if you're still listening. (laughs) Especially if I didn't murder you with that intro. That was a test. If you're still here, you're one of the elite. Fix it in post. Your body can handle the comedy that's about to assault you. Assault your tiny Human frame. Didn't really fix it in post. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> <I know>. to. <laughs> hey, man. This is a show about reviews. I think I got one here. Oh? Prove it. I think I, I, <laughs> this is a review. <laughs> Prove it, loser. <laughs> I'm going to. I got. I have it right here. So I'm like, I don't think you do. I think your dad bought it for you. <laughs> My dad works at Amazon. He's the review guy. <laughs> a little in fact about reviewparty.com. We get it straight from the source. My dad, my dad's Jeff Bezos the whole time. What? Oh, he's not even Amazon anymore. No. Good. Fuck that guy. He's just working uh, in the shadows. Working, working in the shadows, counting his stacks of money. <laughs> That's a good, great job, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this is a review for. Uh, Feed the Party brand, 10, 10 8-ounce New York strips. Mm. That's right. Order a steak from Amazon, baby. It's <laughs> 2021. <laughs> um, Mike Keeley titles his review, Zero Carb Easy Street. <laughs> he writes, I order the 20-pack every other week because I'm on that zero-carb lifestyle. And they are always really amazing cuts and super tasty. If you're like me and hesitant to order steaks off Amazon, just give it a shot. I was surprised by how good they are. I eat two every day, Monday through Friday, cheat day on Saturday, and fast on Sunday. I've lost 40 pounds so far. Just take two out of the freezer and put them in the fridge the night before, and they're ready to go for breakfast and dinner when you wake up. Pair with two to three eggs, and you have yourself an amazing meal. Five stars. You have yourself an awful life. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> two steaks a day, except when you're fasting an entire day. <laughs> I love steak, man. I Steak is, is a... Probably the greatest food in the world. Probably the my favorite food. But yeah, man. That rough. Oh, God. How do you not just go insane? The only food you eat is choking down two steaks. At, Some uh, eggs. And, and like a half dozen eggs a day. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. This guy's maybe this guy's not about. This guy's about easy street. All right. That's what he says. And the street is paved with steak. Amazon delivery steak. Just like- oh, yeah. uh, I think this is one of the reviews near the top, so very easy to find out there if you'd like to see this picture, folks. Can you get these on a subscription? Amazon has some of those items. Like, oh right, you, you get a discount if you if you get it every two months. That Let that's me- the only way I can see this makes sense. Otherwise. Just do that Omaha steak thing you hear on the radio. Right, right. Fifty dollars, you get all the, you get the caramel apple tartlet. It's great. Yeah, I'm not seeing a an easy subscription option. So he huh. is manually inputting his steak order huh. every week. Emphasis on man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 um, the two things are popping out now that I'm looking at this the the landing page here. Uh, Ninety dollars mm. and free shipping. Oh, you're good. I mean, ninety dollars is pretty great for ten steaks, but oh no, man, that's a wild little check to write every week. I feel like yeah, and also. 
the the pictures of the steaks in box actually look like very good steaks. The promo pictures they have of the meat cooking look so unappetizing. <laughs> they don't look they they're gray. You know when when you're watching you like don't want your meat to be gray. That's no, like no. <laughs> there there's char and there's gray. There's no none of that lovely brown in between. Ugh. Whoever was promoing these steaks had no fucking idea what's Gotta going on. Gotta get a on. professional food stager on that. Yeah. Can't fake it. You can't fake this. Feed the feed the party. This guy's a party of one. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> a human party. As you think feed the party thinks, man, this guy has a lot of steak parties on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he's grilling for everybody. He is got what a generous guy. Mike Healy. World's great. I mean, 53 people did find his review helpful. That's a party in and of itself. A party of people that want zero variety in their life. They just want brown and yellow. I don't know what you're referring to there. The steak and the eggs. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, he wrote, he, pretty soon Mike's going to write his own song. Or uh, I should say, he's gonna he's gonna pull a, a little wheezy and lampoon his own song. Uh huh. You know what it is? Brown and yellow. Brown and yellow. Brown and yellow. I eat steak every day. Brown and yellow. Brown and yellow. <laughs> Making eggs. Scramble them. Brown and yellow. Brown and yellow. Uh huh. I'm eating steak. <laughs> uh. All right. You got something to, to relieve this tummy ache? You got some tums of a review to get yeah, us away uh, from Mr. Mike? Just been curling my face in various <laughs> degrees. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take us someplace I've taken us a couple of times before to China. <laughs> but this is a curveball. I'm taking us to the Russian-style town in, in Songbei District, Harbin, China. So, so Russia town in in China, basically, it's, right? It's actually like an amusement park, if you can call oh, it that. It's not like there's rides, but it's it's like so these... it's not like a, a Chinatown of San Francisco, where it's no. just like a a neighborhood that you know is 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 like a, a Chinese neighborhood. Chinese no, neighborhood. it is like Russia town. Like, buy your tickets, come see yeah. how the Russians it's live. It's like <laughs> Wild West town. You drive out and you see the old uh, right. old homes. This has been translated by Google, but I looked it up. It seems like it's a pretty pretty fair translation. If it's wrong, I'll hear about it after the fact. You know what, uh, Matt? I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. And if you uh, give this shit out there, I don't want to hear it. You email Matt, you're on my list. Okay. This is a Google I'm Maps gonna interrupt review. I'm going to interrupt you one more time. No. <laughs> Google Maps review, I didn't say. But I guess I said it's translated by Google, so you can figure it out. Google Maps, Google Translate. We got all kinds of Google. Google's got its hands all over this review, people. You know who else does? The Gurkha 88. That's our reviewer today. The Gurkha writes, According to history, nobles supposedly lived here before, but now only the name and Russian music, a la Radio Dacha, are left from the Russian town. We spent the night with a girl in a tent nearby. Funny feelings. Warm memories. Three stars. <laughs> Who's this girl? I don't know. Is this a know. local? Is this a, a friend? Is this a Tinder date? There was one other review that I thought about bringing. This one was translated from Chinese as opposed to Russian. And, and the guy mentions you, you can get your picture taken with long-legged Russian girls for 10 yuan. Ten, that's cheap, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a deal. Sign me up. I'd love some pictures of some long-legged Russian girls. <laughs> when I went, I didn't see any of them. There were just lots of gross cats. Uh, I don't... I wouldn't... You couldn't pay me to take pictures with gross cats. No. <laughs> unless, they had, unless they had long Russian girl <laughs> legs. Well, yeah, long Russian cat legs. Huh. I need them to be girl legs on a cat. So sort of a Garfield <laughs> on stilts situation. You see some sort of chimeric creature created by Russian labs. Yep, I want... <laughs> Not only do I want uh, cats with sexy Russian girl legs, I want sexy Russian girls with cat legs. They, they always land on their feet, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. That would provide me with some warm memories. Yeah. Check this out, I'm going to... 
I'm going to throw my girlfriend off the second story. She's definitely going to land on her feet. Oh, no. Look at that. Isn't she spry? <laughs> uh, and then she she lick, licks her lips and is distracted <laughs> by a hummingbird. She scampers away. No! <laughs> What's that? I can't. I'm laughing. I can't even think of a Russian girl name. I'm laughing so hard. Uh, What's like a Anya? Anya. Vanya. Anya, get back here. Oh, yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah, I woke up this morning and my girlfriend uh, left a dead bird at the foot of the bed again. <laughs> she, it, It's uh, it's her love language is, is, is tiny gifts. <laughs> it doesn't really translate when it's coming from a cat girl, but... <laughs> Uh, the other, I I did like when she left a bowl of borscht at the foot of the bed. Though I I woke borscht. up to some delicious soup. It's not bad soup. I'll say that much. Yeah, a, I don't like beets, but I like borscht. It's a, right. yeah, it'll do. Especially it gives you those long, sexy legs. Yeah, and in Russia, the, the, your your mom doesn't say like, "Oh, drink your milk. You need strong bones." They say, "Oh, eat your borscht. You need sexy legs." <laughs> That's why they're a threat to our national security. Because their legs are so long? <laughs> yeah, they can step right across the ocean. Yeah, forget walls, Mr. Trump. That's you need to set up some hurdles <laughs> for the Russians <laughs> to trip over. Some of those hur- what are the hurdles called when they have the water behind them? The like, pit of water? Oh, a steeplechase. Steeplechase. Yep. We need some of those. So no, fill, I, the, fill the steeples with borscht. Yes. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll stop it. right there. <laughs> just put some uh, big uh, swirly straws near side. They'll, they'll just bathe and, and drink. Buy us lots of time. Uh, I, I would hate to perpetuate the, the stereotype that Russians are our enemies, but when the shoe fits, the shoe fits. Some, some Russians are our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> some and some are not. Some are some. Some Americans wonder- are. <laughs> some Americans are Recent enemies, history. right? And some, you know, I'm sure there's. I I know for a fact there's lots of other Russian twenty somethings that are not our enemies, and there are plenty that are. You know what? This is a rabbit hole we're getting out of. Are we still. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? Backpack. What do you want? Oh, we're gonna do this one here. Backpack. Backpack. This is a Yelp review. Cool. A a rare and lovely review of Yelp. It is for the restaurant Caviar House and Prunier, I believe. It is a seafood and wine bar located in JFK International Airport. Oh, it's a good one. An American establishment. This review, drumroll please, is written by Savannah M. And I say drumroll because she is a, a Yelp elite. Year 13, 14, 15, Whoa. 16, Whoa. 17, 18, Whoa. 19, 20, 2021. Already, already got the Yelp elite status. Oh. Already. 2021 in the bank. We got Yelp royalty on our hands, folks. Wow. The elite of the elite. And their review, without further ado, reads, Had a few hours to kill in JFK and thought this place looked good to grab a bite. And some caviar sounded awesome. First thing to note, no caviar on the menu. Okay, I'll live. (laughs) But the service was so slow. We almost got up and left before ordering because it took forever for a server to check on us and take any orders. The menu was pretty good, but as expected in a restaurant, very overpriced. We both went for tartars, one salmon, one tuna. Mm. They came with chips. And we were told there are of the usual cracker they're supposed to come with. Uh, No biggie. Both dishes tasted fresh and were beautiful, but took a long time to come out. Seemed the kitchen was understaffed. I definitely wouldn't rush back here when in this terminal again. Three stars. I'm sure you're ready to pick on the same thing I'm ready to pick on. The restaurant, Caviar House and Prunier, has... No caviar on the menu. Actually, the thing I was going to pick on was myself. <laughs> and why is <laughs> because that? Because Savannah seems like the type of young lady who I would just say absolutely nothing around 
I just sit and smile. <laughs> Anything I say, I'm going to embarrass myself because I'm a total <laughs> dweeb compared to you. Hey, well, that's sort of our whole show, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> just making ourselves look like total doofs. <laughs> I might reveal something something stupid about myself. I don't like- think you could reveal anything stupider than a, being a, cav- a, a restaurant named the Caviar House and not having caviar. That Yeah, that's a cardinal sin. <laughs> what and that I that begs the question what do you think the weirdest thing to name your establishment after and not have that at the establishment is you had a question was that just marketing <laughs> like that was their whole thing we're gonna name this place uh gold-plated steaks and diamond daiquiris sorry we're all out today but thanks for stopping into our faux bougie bar yeah, I think whoever, uh, you know, whatever marketing whiz dreamt up this place didn't know what caviar was, <laughs> was just looking for fancy words to string together. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, caviar. <laughs> Very high class. <laughs> but let's see, to answer your question, oh, that that is a good question. And I'm not stalling at all trying to think of something smart to say. <laughs> Honestly, a, a burger. Burger. If you got burgers, your, your restaurant named somehow about burgers, and you don't have burgers, like what are you doing? It's one of the most standard restaurant items. You go to any restaurant, they're like, "Yeah, we do have a burger too." Welcome to the Burger Stop, where we specialize in fresh fruit juice <laughs> and chicken teriyaki. <laughs> uh. Do oh, you guys have burgers? No, just chicken teriyaki. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of Japanese flair. <laughs> but uh, very authentic. We're, we're out of leaks. Hey, it sounds like a real leaker. How about Toys R Us that only sells power tools? And uh, word finds. <laughs> That's more fun than any <laughs> At toy the I could ever <laughs> That'd be wild to go through, you know, the checkout, like... Grab bag items at the unusually candy at mm-hmm. any sort of establishment. Maybe some magazines, maybe some mints, uh, small things like that. Just word finds. Mm. Just grocery, I- just uh, checkout aisles filled with word finds. That would be sort of unsettling, wouldn't it? <laughs> a little bit. This is this is a town of grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to screw the pooch on a future review. But this, uh, the name of this caviarless restaurant reminds me of. Uh, there's a place called Pembine, Wisconsin, and it uh, it it is the tiniest, minusculest, redneckiest sort of place that rednecks have to offer. Love it. They have a they have a great place called Pembine Meats, but they're they're one of two restaurants they have is called Paris in Pembine. <laughs> Do you know what kind of food they serve at Paris in Pembine? Chinese, uh, American American diner fare. Okay. <laughs> There's no French food on the menu to be found. Hey, it sounds fancy. That's all you need. You get people in the door. It's, it's tiny. Just aside, because we're talking about Podunk towns. Uh, I went to what is it? The, the the Great Lakes of Iowa a few years ago for Thanksgiving uh-huh. to meet with my family from Kansas, and we stopped at some gas station in Minnesota. Where they had a box, which you could deposit like the, the trimmings from your hunt, like you've skinned That's your awesome. deer, and there's the box you can put the the stuff you don't want in. See, I am I I understand why you you are bemused by this. Is that but a regular thing around yeah, here? Yeah, as as I've explored before, <laughs> I am from such a uh, tiny minuscule <laughs> redneck cesspit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such as a Pembine or this Minnesota location. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully aware. I have uh, I have not personally utilized um, one of such things, but I've been in the car while a family member has utilized such okay. a thing. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. <laughs> no, it's hey, I like I said. I understand the shock. I understand the wildness of that. People, uh, I'm sure there's people that would be weirded out to find that. Most gas stations around here sell lumber, sell firewood. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So firewood for burning through the the winter. That is quite common here. Saves saves you money on on your heating bill. Now doesn't it? It does. Uh, do we? But before we move on, do we have anything to say about Savannah's lovely review of the I, caviarless caviar house? No caviar. I guess I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> you. Ah. Oh. Yeah. What a what a what a secret burn. What a what a small. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it hits me just right. Oh, the the she they must have just been out of caviar. There is caviar pictures. Okay, <laughs> here, but so how it's can not the caviar house be out of caviar. You're in an airport. You get deliveries every day. This is New the, York. This is New York. Dang, gummit. Huh? Imagine going to the gas station. They've got gas. <laughs> it's Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're out of gas today. We just have a deer carcass. <laughs> you, uh, you can take it if you that? want, you know. <laughs> you can just take some. It's just it's dime a dozen around here. All right. I'm going to take us to, to another restaurant, to another part of the world. I am going to Playa del Carmen. Ever, ever been there? Can't say Me I have. either. <laughs> but you know who has Steve G, courtesy of this Google review, and the restaurant Steve G visited was McDonald's. Love it, <laughs> McDonald's and Playa del Carmen. Uh, I, I'm gonna hopefully not spoil things. Hopefully this will make make it that much tastier. But this one takes a twist. Okay, Steve. <laughs> Steve writes: Avoid 100. percent Worst McDonald's I've ever been to. Got the crispy chicken? It was effing cardboard. Didn't know fries could get that stale. Nothing like Canada. One star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, you know, the, the holy, the, uh, the gem of Canada, many would say, is their fine McDonald's establishment. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no one, yeah, no, people, you know, they'll talk to you about the wonderful poutine, the fresh caught fish, uh, the wonderful game you can enjoy in Canada, uh, you know, so many wonderful things that fish and chips, uh, mm-hmm. great dining experiences, but what a lot of people don't know is they, their McDonald's are world class. Slamming, huh? <laughs> their McDonald's are slamming. When the employees spit on your food, they make sure to, they make sure to season it right. You know what I mean? They gargle salt water for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is an artisanal loogie in between those buns. Like, could you could you make it hot salt water, please? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the <laughs> the you ask for no salt on your fries in Canada. They don't even give you fries. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't want them anyway, hun. Exactly. They know. They know they're that nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're that nice they can read between the lines for you they're, they're doing work so you don't have to Men, you know making those mental leaps mm-hmm. so you can go about your busy day every day is busy in Canada if this guy likes Canadian McDonald's this guy's got to go to Tim Hortons I know I just, he's he's on the wrong side of the states man <laughs> oh Timmy H's head north young man Get up north, there. And north to the beautiful, the land of the golden arches. <laughs> uh, forget the, the uh, all the countless beautiful nature, mountains, wilderness, uh, hiking experiences you can have at McDonald's or have in Canada. Just go to the local, local McEDs, dude. McDonald's. Get yourself the best Big Mac in the world. Yeah, but they don't, do they put like a mayonnaise-based sauce on it? I don't know. Maybe that's a secret. I don't think there's a thousand islands in Canada, <laughs> so they probably don't really use that. Um, but you know, it's the best. Canada is known for <laughs> great McDonald's, mm-hmm. so they have to have something. <laughs> a thousand igloo sauce—that's what they call it. That, that sounds pretty cool. A thousand, uh, a thousand moose sauce. That sounds like a dessert. Hmm. I promised myself <laughs> I wouldn't get hungry. That was such a, a Homer Simpson moment. <laughs> Thousand moose sauce, that sounds like a dessert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break. Let's, you know what? You know, break. Let's break. <laughs> break. 
Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine, mine is at the store. <laughs> that is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewparty.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of the episode and welcome to Great Reviews in History. History, history, history. Ish. History. (laughs) Uh, These are some... Some, uh, not necessarily reviews, just uh, a different sense of the word review, where we're reviewing what life was like at a, at a different place in time. Uh, and on the download, these are just newspaper clippings that I found while hunting for reviews of the Titanic from early 1912. So set your mind back to 1912 America. I have here article headline. Had diamond in her soul. Oh, sounds painful. Young woman finds jewel in looking over her shoes. By Telegraph to the Tribune. Worcester, Massachusetts, April 11th. Miss Dorothy B. Dirks of number 10 Perkins Street, a student at the normal school, (laughs) had for at... For a day at least, a diamond-studded sole to one of her shoes. Though she wore the diamond for only one day, to her knowledge, it is a real diamond, valued at $100, and she is to wear it set in a ring. The bright stone was discovered when Miss Durkee looked at her shoes today to see whether they needed repairing. I guess I guess Mama's <laughs> going to get a new pair of shoes. <laughs> so this is sort of clickbait articles before... BuzzFeed existed. (laughs) Yeah, it's just an absurd story. Wacky things stuck in people's shoes. You won't believe number six. A diamond. Okay, I I just looked this up. $100 in 1912. Uh Uh-huh. I do not understand what this... (laughs) Okay. $100 in 1912 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $2,685.30 today. Honestly, not that much. Yeah, I was expecting (laughs) more. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Great. Uh, Made her day. She'd get a nice new expensive ring. You know, that's that's nothing to shake a stick at. But is that really newsworthy? You know who really cashed in on this was Paul Simon. The people who know the song know, know what I'm talking about. Please, enlighten me. Uh, Diamond in the Soul of Her Shoe is a Paul Simon song. <laughs> is it based he, on this article? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't done a deep what dive a, on. Is this is di- mean diamonds in the soul of shoes? Is that a thing I don't know about? I don't think so. Is turn of phrase? No. This does not seem like news to me. What? Well, well, I've had lots of stuff stuck in my shoes. Gum, dog turds. Gum. Stuck in hair. Uh, you don't see the New Yorker contacting me for <laughs> an interview. Well, these next, I've got two more. These ones are, are really going to, really going to wow you. I don't really recall gonna... exactly where this, this diamond sold girl was from. But this next article <clears throat> occurred in... In Dundee, Illinois, a mere stone's throw from my my small hamlet. (laughs) And it is written beautifully. Article title, No Aid for Mexican Rebels. (laughs) Two boys who left Dundee, Illinois in skiff, soon arrested. Aurora, Illinois, April 11th. American reinforcements for the rebel Mexican troops were set for the Southern Republic from Dundee, Illinois, on the Fox River last night. Captain Unafraid Merle Farmsworth, 13 years old, was in command of the good ship Ferber. General Do or Die Charles Martz, 14 years old, commanded the troops. 
The skipper and the general were the crew, and the general and the skipper were the troops. Their transport was a 12-foot skiff, owned until they seized it as a contraband of war by Lyman Andrews, a Dundee capitalist. But the young soldiers of fortune made up for their lack of numbers in the strength of their armament. Each wore a belt carrying 110 rounds of ammunition, a 38 caliber revolver, and a two-edged dirk almost a foot long. Holy shit. The skip and general were captured by Aurora police and are now prisoners in the Aurora jail. So these, these boys read Tom Sawyer and they're like, let's do it. <laughs> we're going down the river, steal that guy's boat. Yeah, but let's add guns. Let's, let's bring guns and fucking guns machetes. And a big old dagger. <laughs> and they two-sided. They were, you know, ah. dangerous. <laughs> Sounds like a party, man. Sounds yeah. like the party got busted. That's the, the, the childhood that everybody wants and needs. Yeah, I don't know. People from Illinois are all about going up to Wisconsin with guns and having parties. That's what they call hunting season. But God forbid someone does it down a river. Yeah, you can't. Don't do not do that going south, son. Go north. <laughs> that's, that's a, oh, yeah, let's have a party with guns. No, not like that <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is like the gritty reboot of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Where they uh, create like a... A bandit, a post-apocalyptic bandit wagon. Yeah. Looking up for, <laughs> instead of uh, scheming to get quarters for jawbreakers, all sorts of schemes and scams, they're just uh, cutting down the neighborhood with their machetes and <laughs> revolvers. That's what counts as entertainment these days. You know, I'm not, I'm not big on guns. I don't think they're that cool. I'm not that into them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think if the coolest way to have a gun is probably a in a revolver accompanied by a machete or a large dagger for sure that that you would having that is sort of a bandito situation a bandito sort of feeling yeah they knew, I would have they knew how they wanted to look i want a crocodile dundee hat i want a vest i want a necklace with <laughs> some sharp tooth i want a revolver with a cool engravings on the side. I want bullets with people's names on them, uh, and I want a machete. That Yeah, the names, man. That put me right in Peaky Blinders a little bit. But if you want to be like those boys, and I admit I want to be like those boys too, I definitely want to be like the boy in this final review of history. Headline, Boy Falls 50 Feet. After striking two obstructions, gets up smiling. <laughs> Chicago, April 15th, 1912. Richard Pickering, nine years old, while visiting at the home of a boy friend last night on the north side, fell from a third floor landing 50 feet onto the tile floor. At the second floor, his head struck a railing, and on the first floor, his leg Whoa. hit a radiator. Whoa, they really get the cool... That's the details I want. Now, just wait. The second paragraph, the sequel is better. He lay still for a minute and then smiled and rose to his feet. (laughs) Several occupants of the building who heard the lad's cries and the crash ran to his aid. They offered to carry him home, but he insisted on going unattended because he did not want to frighten his mother. (laughs) A physician, after a careful examination, said a bone in the right leg was slightly fractured and that was his only injury. <laughs> Two things come to mind. Yes. One, proto-jackass. <laughs> this guy, this is Johnny Knoxville's great-great-grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that's a that man's a superhero. He didn't want to be accompanied home because then the government would have discovered his superpowers. <laughs> his indestructible nature. Yeah, because mom was gonna talk. You know, mom was gonna talk. Mom was gonna, yeah. Aunt May was gonna was gonna blab. Mm-mm. Can't have that happen. <laughs> Can't have your your nineteen twelve vigilante identity. This is pre. This is proto superhero vigilante is. identity uh, revealed. <laughs> this is this is the movie Unbreakable. So if <laughs> if that <laughs> song was was based on the first article. M. Night Shyamalan's uh, underrated gem, Unbreakable, was based on this article. 
Good old Bruce Willis. Good old Bruce Willis in a fucking tarp being scared <laughs> of the pool. That's what Unbreakable is about. Falling down and hitting his head on tile. And also radiators. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Gotta love it. So that's that's all I've got for now. No, lovely, <laughs> lovely finds. Lovely gems. <laughs> yeah. They tickled me. <laughs> I'll uh this is a real tickler. I got I got a tickler just for you. I, we went from I think avoiding Seinfeld content to at least me I am targeting Seinfeld content. Okay. If you're if you're getting too there's these guys are going for Seinfeld too much. We can't handle, well find another podcast cuz we love it. <laughs> anyway, uh this is a review from Amazon for Seinfeld season 9 collection. Hmm. Uh, for those not in the know, that is the final season. Yeah, that is. And a, a fantastic season of that. Uh, Richard Newbold would agree. They titled their review, and so we say goodbye. Oh. Richard writes, the final series of Seinfeld, the comedy is broader, more surreal, more oblivious with Kramer and Newman to the fore, and a bigger budget for outside locations and physical comedy, and by any standards, delivers laughs aplenty. George becomes, brackets, even more obnoxious. Elaine becomes even more desperate. Jerry becomes even more Jerry. (laughs) Nothing much is resolved, though we have some backstory. An ingenious, though not particularly original episode, the betrayal is told backwards. The final scene being Jerry moving into his apartment 12 years previously. But hey-ho, we say goodbye to them and the wonderful supporting cast. As the finale shows, nobody ever learns any lessons and is out and proud of it. Favorite episodes are the outlandishly bizarre The Merv Griffin Show, uniquely (laughs) mostly set in Kramer's apartment, The Burning, with Elaine having problems with religion, and George's new tactic to leave meetings after the first joke, the only thing that ever works, (laughs) showcases the brilliant writing of the staff. So... One to watch when you're in the mood for, quote-unquote, extreme Seinfeld. And wonder how perfect this nine-series-of-comedy show really was. Five stars from Richard. He said it all, man. I mean, yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. And usually you don't just include reviews we just blatantly agree with. Um, So I'd like to... (laughs) the, The comedy in this one, to me... What really hit me was if you're in the mood to watch some extreme yeah. Seinfeld, I wish that that was the only title. And this season, uh, Jerry takes up inline shredding, <laughs> gets a tattoo, uh, and starts to be extreme. J- George starts eating roaches. Uh, uh, Kramer sells drugs. <laughs> Kramer sells drugs and it goes on a Buddhist fast. <laughs> Um, Elaine becomes a, a freedom fighter and a vigilante. Damn, this is extreme that, Seinfeld, that is extreme. Baby. Extreme Seinfeld. With a capital X. Newman uh, Newman loses an eye. He gets an eye patch. <laughs> becomes a, it, it becomes actualized as a villain. And Monk's diner is just constantly on fire. <laughs> That's extreme. <laughs> but they still go. <laughs> the, everything's on fire except the waitress and their <laughs> one the one booth they go to she's just smoking slightly <laughs> a cigarette yes you can you can smoke back in uh, what is this 1998 you can still smoke in restaurants in the 90s oh, that, yes. that's extreme that is extreme extremely gross or maybe this is, uh, you know how the X-Men has, like, Astonishing X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Ultimate mm-hmm. X-Men? House of X. Yeah. I think Seinfeld's going to go for the same thing. Um, it's extreme Seinfeld. <laughs> I'd still watch. Oh, of course. We, we'd be the first ones tuning in. Well, you got anything? Got anything uh, extremely, extremely funny for for a review here? Uh, do you want a book or do you want an electronic? Give me an electronic. Alrighty, I have an Amazon review for the Seamier portable cassette player recorder. Blah blah blah. Amazon title. That's way too long. <laughs> it's it's a cassette player that you can also use to record things on cassettes with. 
Amazing. Got a built-in speaker and headphone jack, which is like, that's what you want. You want to be able to boombox it. If you're going to boombox it, you want to be able to plug if you're listening to Sounds like a, an old school reporter recording device, right? It's awesome. Yeah. So, Amazon user Lori titles her review, great for everything, except for recording music straight from another device. She <laughs> writes... I got this so I could record my own cassettes from Spotify for my old car. While it is good on nearly every other front, how easy it is to use, how well it plays cassettes in the radio, as well as the sound quality of the cassettes recorded from the radio, it really fell short on recording straight from another device. It did it, but it sounded like demons were erupting from it and seeking my soul. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a ginger. <laughs> that's, that's a joke there. She's yeah, We got a jokester <laughs> on our hands. It was actually quite comical, which is part of the reason I'm giving it four stars instead of three. <laughs> so, for any other use, it's pretty good. Still fun to use, even though it didn't fit my needs. However, if you're like me and trying to find something to record your digital music to cassettes with, preferably straight from the device to minimize background noise, we know something about that with these microphones, this isn't it. If you're trying to get it for the same reason as I, having a personal mixtape to play in a car with a cassette player... Just buy a cassette aux converter. The one I got was like $7 on sale, usually $10. And it works great so far. Four stars. So to, to put this review concisely, got a thing, worked great, except for illegal activity, <laughs> which I am advertising I want to do here. But yes. the way in which it worked not good was hilarious, so I liked it. So extra star. <laughs> So, extra star. Lost a couple stars, but it gained one back. My illegal activity failed, but in a hilarious manner. And, and P.S. An easier way to do this is just buying something else. <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell like, Spotify about this when, one. When I was reading it, I'm like, why didn't you just get an aux converter? And then I get to the bottom, just buy an aux converter. <laughs> All right. There we go. Uh, that brings me back to to the early 2000s and, and the 90s and whatnot. Plugging that little, little cassette thing in there with a cord snaking out. Yeah, those things all those things had the shelf life of cottage cheese. It's about two weeks. Yeah, you those things just fizzle out <laughs> to the point where you're scared you're breaking your own radio with them. I don't know what kind of like witchcraft those are running on but yeah they they really it's only gonna be like you said a couple weeks before it starts fizzling <laughs> out and acting weird or just stops working yeah nowadays though boy you can get those things with bluetooth amazing or you just you get the thing that you, you set your radio to 88.7 and then you can i had bluetooth. one of those and then um, it, it plugged into the cigarette lighter, right? Yeah. And it like half of one time I took it out and just the, the plug in half stayed in the cigarette lighter. Oh, no. And I have not been brave enough to try and achieve it. Don't yet. stick your finger in there. <laughs> right. So that is so, needle nose uh, pliers. <laughs> of the many things wrong with my Peter car, I now no longer have a cigarette lighter outlet. It's the dangers of technology, folks. <laughs> Kurt um, Vonnegut and Ray Bradbury. A lot of people don't know their their scariest science fiction warnings were about uh, <laughs> tape recorders <laughs> and uh, things not working in your crappy car. Time waits for no man. Not Time waits for no beater. Oh man! Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad she got an ox. I'm glad she because that's not even that's not illegal. No. Just plugging your phone, plugging your Spotify that you pay for into a speaker is much less illegal than well, ripping <laughs> ripping it onto a tape and listening to it. That'd be funny if she left the ads in. She was a Spotify <laughs> premium and the ads yeah. were also on the mixtape. Uh, that would be... I mean, that's, that's editing. You don't have to do that. It's part of the vibe. When I used to watch The Goonies with my neighbor... It was recorded from TV, and I can still remember the Pillsbury Doughboy commercials. <laughs> uh, so good. Oh, see, my my little stint. I used to 
record all the Friday night stand-up episodes on Comedy Central. I don't know if they oh. still do Comedy Central. used to have Friday night stand-up where they play a few of their original half-hour specials. And then usually they'd have like an hour-long variety show. And then they'd cap it with an uncensored like HBO-style special. One of the big like Eddie Murphy's Delirious Something like that. And they play it at after midnight, so it could be uncensored. Mm-hmm. And I recorded all that, and I would, you know, stop the recording at the at the commercials. Ooh. I was an expert. I was real beautiful. Like uh, speaking of, of which, Jerry, just as good as Jerry was at pirating movies from the movie theater. Right, a savant. A savant. Yeah, I was a savant of uh, ripping recordings from television for sure. <laughs> I come from a long line. As long as we're on the topic of of media pirates, um, <laughs> can't imagine if the FBI found my late grandfather's uh, collection of ripped VHSs from the video store. Oh. He had entire bookshelves. I I want to say hundreds upon hundreds of VHSs, and it would be the simple strip on the side, the little white strip where you write what's on it, it would just be three or four movies. He would rent every new release from Family Video, rest in peace, Family Video, pour one out, and uh, bring it, pop that those bad boys in his double VCR setup, (laughs) and uh, make sure he had those puppies forever. Man. And looking back, I wonder if he knew how illegal that was. (laughs) How very, very (laughs) illegal. This stuff happens. People get CDs from the library and burn those too. It happens. Oh, of I'm sorry to of say. Of course, it. yeah. If if this is shocking to you, if this news that people uh, get media f- for free illegally is shocking, how'd you find our podcast? Like, <laughs> you're savvy enough to know what a podcast is, but not about piracy. I think our our audience is is witty, savvy. This is free, though. People. This is it, free. That's no true. What. This is free. Free no matter what. If anyone's, if you're, <laughs> if you're paid for this episode, you're not Sorry. getting it from the source. There's a lot of sources. And cue to uh, ten years from now, or we decide to go to a Patreon option, mm-hmm. and someone paid for this episode. Whoops! Cancels their Patreon. Cancels us. We're broke. We're homeless. All we've got is our reviews and a stack of VHS <laughs> and a stack of VHSs. I've got one last one for the episode here for us to muse upon. This is for the Mouse Backpack Mouse Toy for Kids. Mouse Toys, three, four, five, six year old, seven year old birthday gift toddler mouse backpack. Get it together, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) The the titles of the products are now clickbait as well. We need rules on this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, hire me. I'll I'll fucking go all go scorched earth on all these clickbait product <laughs> I'm, titles. I'm sorry, just, just go. This is a review from Rob D. He titles it Small Back Bag. Nice back bag. Fits a Build-A-Bear bear and about 30 plus Hot Wheels. Parentheses, my kid only carries that many. Could fit more. End parentheses. He loves it because it's small enough for him and gets to take his stuff everywhere. The mouse is very soft and huggable. Five stars. I don't think Rob D has a kid. <laughs> you think this man's just walking around? He can't carry. He, he, can't, he can't carry, carry more, more than, than thirty Hot Wheels. <laughs> the backpack could fit more. These are diecasts, but they're too heavy. <laughs> Notice he's that mouse is very huggable. That's firsthand experience. He knows. <laughs> He is hugging the shit out of this mouse <laughs> when he needs some comfort. Did he, did he call it a back bag? A back bag. <laughs> he called it it twice. That's what I thought. That shouldn't be that funny, but it is. I think it was just hitting for you for some reason, huh? Man, I, see, I went from being not very jealous of a child having a child backpack. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you said it, this is... This, this is for he, him. This is his backpack. Now I'm very jealous. I want a Build-A-Bear and 30 Hot Wheels. That's the per- perfect cargo for any situation. <laughs> yeah, you got... That's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All you need is a towel. No, no. All you need is a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> 30. Precisely. And 30 Hot Wheels. 
If you have one matchbox in there, it throws it all off. <laughs> one micro machine and the entire <laughs> the balance is thrown into chaos. Oh, I yeah, we got nothing. Our giggles speak for I'm themselves. Exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Let's let's plug this bitch out. <laughs> all right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. My my face hurts from from smiling, and you know what? <laughs> I hope yours does too. New episodes every Tuesday. We'd Ooh. love to have you listening Tuesday morning, bright and early, or whatever. You know, you can sleep in. You don't have to. Get, yeah, you don't have to get up for it. If you sleep through all of Tuesday, listen Wednesday. That's cool. As long as you, yeah, I just want you to know it came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to send a wacky review for us to muse over, please send an email with a hyperlink to said review to reviewparty.com at gmail.com and include your name so we can throw you credit. If you like this stuff, you can find more stuff similar to this on the social media platforms. On Twitter, at ReviewPartyPod is where you can find us. On Instagram, at ReviewParty.com. There's content being filtered there all of the time. Or you can just go to ReviewParty.com.com where you can find all the episodes. You can read the exciting and informational blog. Or you can go to the shop. Buy some stuff. Buy some of this Amazon stuff that's on the show. Or subscribe to the After Party Review newsletter it'll say hey what's up i'm in your inbox the the next one you said the one you send out for this episode better say the title better be what's up i'm in your inbox i'll I'll try to remember (laughs) yeah make it happen you know i've heard i've heard a song before Uh that made me want to dance and that song is bread for breakfast you've heard it as well whether you like it or not throughout this episode uh but i'm sure you enjoyed it as much as we did if you want to hear songs similar to that look up nosebleeds on spotify great guys great jams thanks guys that's it that's it but one final review to play us out here i gotta say (laughs) i found this one a while ago and i've just other ones have taken its place and Uh i think that was fate intervening. I think it's this is, for some reason, this is a perfect one to end this episode. This is a review from Amazon for the cinematic masterpiece B movie. Oh boy. With Jerry Seinfeld himself. Mm-hmm. The review is written by Coleman K. Parks, titled Me and My Son Watch This Twice a Day. They write Me and My Son Watch This Twice a Day. His first word was B, and we only feed him honey. Five stars. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> and a creep. <laughs> he doesn't have a son. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the new rule. If anyone in interviews talking about their son, bullshit. It's them. <laughs> He's sitting there. Um, it's sitting there slopping up the honey. Only saying B, like some, like some Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening out there, my honeybees. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Take it easy out there, folks. Bye.